I am tremendously honored to be speaking for the next few minutes with Julius Lester, a very compelling author of, of various books which tell the story of, of, of African Americans. And uh, he is responsible for a number of award-winning books, including uh, the Newbery Honor Book, To Be a Slave, the Caldecott Honor Book, John Henry, the National Book Award finalist, Long Journey Home, and most recently, a beautiful book called Let's Talk About Race. Julius Lester uh, is a, a well-known figure in a number of, of different ways and uh, for over three decades on the faculty at the University of Massachusetts. And Julius Lester, we welcome you to the morning show. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. And it is great to have this opportunity to talk with you. We've had several interviews as of late about, uh, in, in light of Martin Luther King Day, about Dr. King and the civil rights movement in general. And it occurs to me now as I sit down to speak with you for the next few minutes that one of the things basically left out of the equation in all of these conversations that we've had, compelling as they have been, has been children and mm. talking with children about matters relating to race and, and prejudice. Tell us, first of all, uh, the, the special challenges that are involved in trying to approach topics like this when writing to, or speaking with, for that matter, children. Well, I think the primary challenge is one of simply finding the right language in which to speak to children about issues, to do so in a way that a child can grasp and understand. And so that one, the way that I do that uh, in, in many of the books that I write is to make it personal to the child. And so that in uh, the book, Let's Talk About Race, which is for children ages four to seven, um, I begin the book by talking about the fact that uh, I'm a story, that everybody is a story. And so I then go on to present different elements of my story, where I was born, when I was born, what my parents did, what my hobbies are, my favorite colors, and all those kinds of things which are, are common to anybody's story. And then I mention, uh, oh, uh, I'm also black. And so what I'm doing is really not making my race the central fact of my identity, but simply making it one facet of my identity. And so I think that, that making it personal to a child uh, gives the child a way in, gives the child a way of relating, gives the child a way of seeing how this applies to me. One of the most striking moments in the book is when you raise, the, the, of course, the, the, the obvious reality to us, and maybe for, for a young child it might not yet be an obvious reality, the fact that some people say that their race, their own race, is better than than another race. Right. And then you pose the question, why would some people say that their race is better than another? And I think your answer uh, is, is exactly right, but it nonetheless comes a little bit as a surprise to me as I read the next page. Tell us your answer to that question and, and why you answer the question the way you do. Well, one way that I, that I answer the question by saying that um, uh, sometimes people say that they uh, that their race is better is because they are afraid and then but ultimately the ultimate answer is simply uh, because there's really no reason why someone should say that except that they want to feel uh, superior to other people um, that certainly Western history um, had defined whiteness as being better 
than anything that was not white. And I think that those kind of that that kind of a definition really comes out of a a fear of difference, a fear of not being in control. But ultimately, prejudice is irrational. Hmm. I mean, I find that very striking that you know, your initial answer is, you know, why do they, because they feel bad about themselves, because they are afraid. Uh, in a sense, it's, it's a, a very sympathetic way, in a sense, to look at racial prejudice. And, and not everybody takes the time to think about it in those kind of terms. Well, that's a, that's a, very, very, that's a very, very good description. Um, I don't think that dialogue between uh, people of various races is really fostered uh, by anger, by recrimination, by uh, accusing people of being racist or this, that, or the other. I think that one of the things that make Dr. King so effective was that Dr. King was certainly uh, angry about the way things were in America at that time, but that he did not direct that anger at individuals. He directed his anger at the injustices. And so that I think that the, 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 the attitude that we bring to the conversation has to be ones of sympathy and empathy for the other people involved in the conversation. We're speaking with Julius Lester, and we're talking about uh, his book, which is a, a beautiful children's book, although I think a whole lot of people need to read this book. It's called Let's Talk About Race. At one point in the book, you suggest that whoever is reading it uh, should help you with what you call a, a true story, and you want them to do a little experiment, which really can lead one to uh, a, a profound understanding about us as human beings. Tell us what the reader is supposed to do. Well, what I ask the reader to do is to um, take their hands and to press against their cheek or press someplace on their face, and to press hard enough until they feel the bone beneath the skin. And then I ask them to do the same thing with uh, to press on uh, the face of a parent or a friend or what have you and feel the bone beneath uh, that person's skin. And then to realize that beneath the skin, uh, we all look the same. Beneath the skin, that we are all comprised of very hard bone and that if we all took our skins off, we, you could not tell who was male, who was female, who was black, white, Asian, Hispanic, uh, or, or, or what have you. And so then why don't we simply uh, stop putting value judgments on race and simply begin to treat each other in terms of the reality. And the reality is, is that, you know, we're the same underneath the skin. Well, and that we are so much more than our race. You say at one point, your race is not all that you are. My race is not all that I am. Yes, I am black, but I am also a man. I am of medium height. I have a deep voice and a loud laugh. I love to laugh to you. I live in a big house in the woods in a small town. I like pancakes and macaroni and cheese and, and, and. And we flip the page and you say, I am so, so, so many things besides my race. You know, as I think about the interviews I've done over the last several days, and I think about the audio recordings of Bull Connor from the heart of the Deep South mm. at the height of the uh, Civil War, uh, civil, uh, civil Rights Movement, I wonder uh, what difference might it have made if Bull Connor had held in his hands a book like this, which might have helped him look at the whole issue of race differently than he and so many other people did. Well, I, I don't know that somebody like Bull Connor that it would have made any difference for him. Uh, 
I unfortunately there are people who um, might look at this book and it not mean anything at all to them. They would reject it entirely. Um, but you know, I'm an idealist, and so maybe it would have made a difference to 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 Bull Connor because what I'm saying is seems to me to be so simple and so obvious, and the scientific information that we're getting from um, the, the, the DNA studies and the genome studies tell us that 99% of our genetic makeup is identical. And so that why can't we focus on that 99% rather than focus on the 1% that is different? Hmm. We should mention that this book is a beautiful thing to behold, aside from your very meaningful text. Tell us about uh, the illustrations of the book and the talented woman responsible for them. Um, the artist is Karen Barber, and uh, I've never met her. And she just did a wonderful, wonderful job of illustrating the book in a way that it is just a very happy, joyous book to look at and to hold. And um, it, it definitely complements the words and uh, extends the words in terms of the kind of emotion I want children and parents to leave with when they finish the book, mm. which is simply the joy of being alive. One last question, if I may. Sure. Um, I think one mistake which a lot of adults make, and I'm probably one of them, is that when we take a children's book in hand, uh, we maybe don't think, I could do that, but I think most adults have little or no sense of the challenges that are involved in writing a children's book. I think we assume that it is a lot easier than it actually is. I mean, you can take in hand some big thousand-page biography of Winston Churchill and think, wow, that is a real accomplishment. But I don't think we necessarily appreciate the accomplishment that a very, very good children's book represents. Just try to give us some sense of what makes writing a very good children's book uh, a challenge in order to do it well. Uh, well, I appreciate your, your, your comments and your observations are, are quite accurate. Writing children's books are very, very difficult, primarily because children are such a demanding audience. And uh, children are far more demanding audiences than uh, adults. They are much more severe critics than adults. Um, and you really have to um, write in such a way that it really involves children in a serious way, whether you're writing a serious book or whether you're writing a book that has a lot of humor in it. Uh, children are a tough audience, and uh, I love the challenge of, of, of writing for children, and uh, if children do, are introduced to good literature, when they're young, then they will continue to read good literature throughout their lives. Well, I certainly hope a lot of children uh, will have the opportunity to read this beautiful book called Let's Talk About Race. It's published by HarperCollins Publishers and its author, Julius Lester. Julius S. Lester, my congratulations to you. A great pleasure to uh, speak with you uh, about your book on this morning's show. I thank you. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you for a very thoughtful interview.